0: This evening I was very lucky to catch up with one of our tenants, Ollie Brackenridge, while at home on his mid-year break. Like so often happens, I get so excited and envious when our tenants' course of study and planned career ambitions align with goals I had during my time as a student. Ollie was no exception, from his university selection process to his course of study, right through to his career goal. This podcast is a must for anyone with an entrepreneurial bent. thank you for joining us on our podcast, we're we're, we're pleased to have you with us, been awesome having you as a tenant so far this year, uh, yeah, looking forward to having a chat with you about how your year's gone so far and uh, what your plans are for the future. Oh, awesome, Tim, yeah, thanks, good to be here. Well, first of all, where are you from and what made you decide to come to the Otago University? Um, So,
1: I'm from Christchurch
0: and um, I was really lucky
1: I got to go to uh, Christ College. For high school, and I absolutely loved it. I think it's a really, really good school. Um, And when I was there, um, I found a real um, passion for entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I did some events. uh, Luckily, through school, um, I did something called Startup Weekend, um, which was a weekend in Christchurch where you sort of formulate the idea for a startup business. And yeah, I just really found this passion, and I wanted to. I realised that I wanted to do it at uni and then it sort of came around to deciding unis in year 13 and I think like like a lot of people I sort of did it via an elimination process and so I thought about Auckland but I really wanted somewhere with sort of student culture um, and so sort of, I sort of ruled that out which in my eyes sort of left I, and I wanted to leave home so that also le- sort of ruled out Canterbury. Yeah. Uh, i wanted to go be in a, be in the new city um and sort of sort of spread the wings a bit and so that sort of left victoria and otago um and i was i was very close to going to victoria because i thought that wellington is also like a really cool city and it's got a it's got a good sort of buzz around it um and a cool scene but uh eventually um my older brother was already down in otago okay cool. uh, and he only had great things to say about it. So I think eventually that that sort of finally swayed me and managed to sort of yeah. pull me down there. Yeah, the word um, of mouth. I've that's, loved it ever since.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's, again, word of mouth got me as well. Like I had, we had family friends that had been down there and had said awesome things, and that was what it, it swayed me. It's amazing. That's obviously, uh, yeah, that's that's what gets people, I think. Cool. I'm really interested in this entrepreneurship. Like, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't aware. Uh, what? Oh. Um, what is it? Uh, what did you decide on? What What degree are you studying now? What What did you decide on studying in the end? Um, so, at the moment
1: I'm doing finance. So, a oh, bachelor's of commerce. a majoring in finance and law, yeah. um, which is quite a common sort of combination. The commerce and law. Yeah. Uh, they quite encourage it when you do a law degree to have another degree in there as well um and initially i was just thinking of doing going down sort of the commerce route um but i i just really wanted to sort of supplement it um or something and i thought law would be a really good option and there's a lot of people that talk about um it's a bit of a cliche i suppose but um, a lot of people sort of told me oh you'll never regret having a law degree
0: yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of valuable skills and things. I only did Laws like. 101, and that was, I still, to this day, um, have got so much value out of that one full year paper, just mm. by you know, understanding, obviously, contracts, even just interpreting laws when they, new laws come out for residential property and things like this, trying to understand the intentions. And um, even mm. now, as we're going through um, uh, the new tax changes of the residential property, to be able to read a government discussion document and trying to understand what their intentions are, with, it's, it's, I put that all back to, to my, as I said, I only did one paper, um, but it was just that I, I completely agree with you. You never regret having that that understanding. And obviously you are taking it further, which I think you'll be, you know, which I wasn't able to. So I think um, you will get so much more value out of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> and, and the entrepreneurship and the commerce side, the finance, um, That's really clever. I did, yeah, I did accounting and management and that was just something that I sort of enjoyed. But the finance, um, I really wish I did that because I said I had my, when I did my OE and uh, went into finance in in London, it was something that I really, it was a skill that I really wish i developed further because that's obviously was fundamental to um, my my role as an equity analyst and um of course you know you can use a few tricks and things that you learn from accounting and and some i did one sort of finance paper but i i think you'll get yeah huge value out of that in what area of entrepreneurship are you looking to uh to sort of head into are you are you keen on the startup side of things or do you want to work with startups or or is it more the investment side of things that really gets you excited what is the um w- what angle where are you looking at um i think initially
1: what I want, what I'd like to do is I'd like to sort of uh, build on the finance side and sort of acquire a skill set from that. Mm. And then maybe work in the sort of finance field when I, this is a very loose um, sort of roadmap, but work in the sort of finance side of things when I graduate. Yeah. And then once I've sort of hopefully spent a few years there, I'd like to sort of then take what I've learned sort of pay off the student loan hopefully um and find myself in a good enough position to then sort of move up into the, the startup sort of area cool, um, to start
0: up something yourself like as a founder yeah, or as working yeah. awesome that's really cool um, i actually just read something the other day because you if you just listen to media and things you'd, you'd be led to believe that um startup founders are 18 or they haven't all their dropouts like zuckerberg or even gates and things are sort of um, half dropouts or Stanford dropouts or whatever. And then they go on and um, they create these startups. But they said, I don't know where it was that I read it and I'll have to find it, but it was, um, the quote was that actually the older ones, I think the more successful startup founders are actually over 30 years old. So if they start, I think even even 30, 35. So in other words, the the more experience you have um, and the more you learn and everything, what you've just said, you'll have actually more success when you create a startup. So I was surprised by that, because I just sort of thought, particularly as I get older and I, you know, when, you, when you're when you saying this, I'm going, ah, oh, this is awesome, this is exactly, because I studied entrepreneurship and I thought this is something that I'm really passionate about. And, and I always thought, oh, I'm getting old, you know, this is sort of getting past it. But but actually, yeah, once you've got those skills and once you've, you know, you've learned a few things, then you've got more success if you'd go back and start a startup. So I think that's, a, I think you've, you've picked a, a great strategy Um, And it's, as I said, it's not typically what a lot of, I think, a lot of entrepreneurs um, sort of head towards because often they think, right, they're straight out of university, let's go start up something. But as I said, getting those skills and getting that experience first, I think will will really work well. Um, But that's, yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. And um, do you have any ideas or any areas um, in sort of startups, like, or is it, I suppose, like, you're interested in. Uh, biotech or agritech or uh, medtech or anything like that or is it just uh, more just the as I said you're sort of open-minded at this point? Uh, well
1: it's interesting you say that actually because um, I'm currently working for over the semester break for my father and he's involved in uh, merino wool.
0: Oh no, nice. um, okay. yeah.
1: So yeah and the merino wool industry and I'm, I'm really lucky, actually. I'm I've been taken on in a research role, and I'm actually researching um, agri tech um, around how you can use it to measure carbon sequestration on farms, um, and effectively tell consumers a story around the sort of climate benefits of wearing wool products. And so, and I think that's where. I'd like to sort of head into as well because I feel agri-tech is going to be a very sort of important area in years to come and uh, especially with sort of climate um, so heavily in the news and things at the moment, it's only going to get bigger Um, and I'd love to be part of something sort of really beneficial like that. Completely um, particularly
0: from New Zealand as well. Like that is New Zealand is considered sort of the, the farm farming country. And um, mm. I have a farming background. And, and yeah, when you said wool and merino, we were a North Island farmer, so we didn't have merino, right? It just, that the, mm. wasn't the conditions in the North Island for, for merino wool, but would, would the wool, the research you're doing, would it extend to other, like, I think ours was sort of Romney-Coopworth-Cross, would it, it extend to other wools and, um, or is it more the, the merino type wool? Um, No, I would extend it to other worlds. So uh,
1: it's sort of detracting a bit from the podcast, but the the premise of it is is that um, by following and adopting, it's called regenerative agriculture. Yes. um, And it's a methodology that's sort of been established and uh, it involves sort of no telling or disrupting the soil um, and planting a lot of sort of, and increasing biodiversity on farm and planting a lot of cover crops. Yeah. And I what it does is sort of by disturbing the soil as little as you can, um, it allows the soil to act as much more of a carbon sink Yes, I um, and pull in carbon from the atmosphere. And it's believed that sort of, um, if farms do sort of adopt this methodology, they can uh, suck in and sequest more carbon than it actually admits. Which I think is really exciting because, uh, especially when you've got sort of issues going around and sort of um, a lot of people in agriculture almost being blamed for emissions and a sort of a, a growing sort of rural-urban divide, I think it's really exciting that in fact um, these farms have the potential to to solve this problem of
0: sort of climate impact. And that that is really exciting research. I completely agree. As I said, from my farming background, uh, we you know my family we spout so sort of targeted so to speak as farmers mm. that they were the cause of the problem and and um particularly we had so sheep and beef so we had a lot of sheep and and with methane the, the produce that the, the produced the methane that they produce it was obviously always you know a big negative and and to try and look to uh to ways to um to compensate or offset that it, it just seemed almost impossible on a on a farm but um, but again, as I said, we, you know, that's why I suppose this research is super important. It would be very valuable, um, uh, yeah, to farmers, the whole perception of, of farming in New Zealand across the world. So that, that's really cool stuff. Um, as I said, you yeah, we've slightly digressed. I'm just sort of passionate. I've honed it on that entrepreneurship and then found Agritech as your... As your I think you've got, that's a cool strategy that you've got open to, of course, you know, like you've got all the other areas, but um, you can go into, but that's really exciting that obviously your family's in that as well. And you've had that exposure um, such so early on. So very cool. Okay, well, look, moving on because I don't, as I said, yeah, we're, I'm really keen to also hear about your experience um, and how you found living on campus and what advice you'd give to other tenants and other people that are looking to come and attend Varsity in at Otago. In terms of advice,
1: I definitely suggest having some sort of activity with friends that sort of gets you to go outdoors and sort of leave the the general v- vicinity of North Dunedin because it's quite easy to stay there. Yeah, um, it's sort of it's like this wee sort of bubble that's separate from the rest of the community. It's really cool, but you've also got to make a conscious effort to get out and so for whether it's just heading along to uni pole, it's a um every all the students it's free to go to the gym there yeah um and they've got a so even if it's just grabbing some mates and walking down across the fields um next to forsyth bar stadium and you walk in and for free you can hand in your id card and you get a basketball and you can just get you and you and another flat and just shoot hoops or yeah. go to the weights room or Play badminton or whatever, um, I reckon that's sort of really beneficial um, to sort of getting out there. That's but you've pretty, got to make it yeah. sort of quite a
0: conscious effort to do it. I was going to say, yeah, you're um, right. You, the, the idea of the campus being a bubble, I suppose, is, is kind of true. And you can, it is a really nice, comfortable place to stay, but getting outside that comfort zone. Or not even just outside the comfort zone, but outside the bubble and just sort of going just branching out a wee bit. I I, I get that. Have you been more further afield? Like I was going to actually include this in a survey I ran the other day, is um to the beach. I know Dunedin, the beach is not exactly warm, particularly this time of year, but in there when it gets on either side, like at the beginning sort of at the start of the year or at the end of the year when it starts getting warmer. How um have you have you guys, is it have you guys as a flat gone to the beach or do you have it, or have you known other flats to go to the beach or use that or? Uh, no, that's actually a great question because um,
1: myself and Finn, or not really myself, I, I claim to be, but I'm really not. But Finn, my flatmate, is a really keen surfer. Oh, great. Um, and so me or oh, him and I often will head out to various beaches in Dunedin to go surfing. Um, and I, that combined with sort of getting mates and heading to Unipole is definitely my two best areas for just getting out there and sort of, for relaxation and resting and getting outside um and I, I love it because I think Dunedin's actually got an amazing coastline oh, and so much about to offer, not many yeah. people talk about it Yep. um even if it's an hour's drive south to the Catlins yep. um that that it's it's rugged coastline and it's absolutely amazing to see um you don't see it anywhere else in New Zealand
0: that's cool okay great because i've i had heard both yeah i've heard the surfing is actually uh really good and no one as I said no one really talks about it um and um but also i've also been down to the catlins and i loved it i said that that coastline is so unique and it was such and it's so close you like said an hour and it's you're, you're a completely different landscape and different scenery and you're outside the university and it's just oh, it's really nice even i enjoy just going down the peninsula so you know um checking out just different parts, both sides of the Otago Peninsula, there. I thought that was that was always something I really enjoyed doing because you're outside of it, you're not too far away, you're still sort of in Dunedin, but you've got this completely different landscape and and different sites and things like this, and you're, yeah, you open spaces, you're outside of the campus, and it was really refreshing, and, and so then you obviously come back and get back into things, but it was, I enjoyed that too. That's awesome advice, Ollie. Um, I'm look I could really keep talking to you for a lot longer but I promise you only just 15 minutes just to chat to hear how again to, to get you to share some of your experiences and to hear what your um, thoughts are on living on campus how you got there and and what your um, plans are for the future and I think it's what you've given us is awesome and I know our listeners will find that really interesting thanks Tim. that was good to chat